Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house. Debo in the house. It's a victory Monday, folks, victory as it's Monday. been most of the season, which yeah. is really weird. I'm not going to lie. As a Bills fan, having all these victory Mondays really gives me the feels. I like but it. But I'll take it. I'll take it. Before we get started, though, D, what you drinking? Well, ran out to uh, Treehouse, got us some beers on Tuesday. Yes. And I am drinking a super treat from Treehouse Brewing. And uh, I am, again, drinking out of the Victory Monday mug. Nice. A nice, great coloring on that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I got very green. Yeah, shout out to you for uh, making that trip to Treehouse. Uh, we already know. Well, I'll tell you, that was, uh, it, it was a good trip. It's 40 minutes there. It was about an hour in line. Another 40 minutes home with the kids. They took it in stride. We watched some TikTok while waiting for the beers. And made it Did happen. they have like an iPad? Could you throw on some shows for them? We watched TikTok, so we were good. All right, that works. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Packers win big time Sunday night victory over the Bears. Yeah. Dominating from the from the minute the game started. Yeah. Give me your recap. All right, we got 41-25 Packers. 25's a little uh little misleading because they let up those garbage time in I mean absolute garbage time. It was 41-10. Um fourth quarter they, I mean, even if they had their starters in, they were five, six, eight, ten yards off, just making sure they weren't getting deep, beat deep. Um, but this is what the Packers needed on offense. They needed, they, they rushed the ball 37 times. I know game script or came into that a little bit in the second half, but even the first half, they were kind of split and they weren't just majority running like the, the I'm sorry, majority passing. They've been doing a lot more passing than rushing. Aaron Jones hasn't been really going off, and you know, he, he only had. Uh, like 90 yards, but I, I shouldn't say only because that's pretty good nowadays for a running back. And then Jamal Williams had 76. So um, the defense, unfortunately, let up 7.4 yards per carry. Granted, that was one really big run of like a 50-yarder. Right. Um, that was his career long run, David Montgomery. But after that, you know, they, they did pretty well. They got uh, two more interceptions, they, both of them out of Darnell Savage. You had uh, the, the sack fumble for touchdown. Got to love that. Awesome dance celebration in the end zone. And, you know, I, I do worry about this run defense with Derrick Henry coming up in a couple weeks. That's a, that's a good 300-yard game for him. But you know what? We may not need that. Come get, like, we'll be locked into the playoffs and probably one more win. Um, and the only thing I have to really complain about is – why Rogers stayed in the game so long. I mean, to me, you're up 41-10 going into the fourth. I don't think you need to keep uh, Rogers in that game. And, um, and you drafted a rookie quarterback, right? You got that first round future. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't well... active. You have Tim, you have Tim Boyle. And I know you're like, what's a Tim Boyle? But it's a it's a backup quarterback. It is what it is. Yeah. So I mean overall happy, big division win. Eight and three, half a game out of uh, first. Uh, out of the one seed behind Seattle, if they win tonight, can't complain. You know, Saints, they still got Kansas City, so there's there's a good chance for Packers to get into that one seed. Um, and in not in-game news, we have Packers signing Tavon Austin. Maybe he'll be a return guy, possibly help out in the slot. And then they signed a behemoth, Anthony Rush off the Bears. They waived him. He's 6'4", 361-pound defensive line maybe that helps the run defense a little bit stuffing up that middle we'll see what happens but um i'm ready next week we get philly see what uh see what seattle does to him tonight and learn from there 
Yeah, that that should be a win next week. I mean, Philly's not think, great. Yeah, Packers do some weird things. Yeah, but Philly's really bad, and they're just like I mean, Carson Wentz is regressing right in front of our eyes. They they can't really do anything. So yeah, I mean, that's it's not. I, I feel I feel you guys are in good shape. I, I do too. And and. I mean, I'll say this garbage time touchdown, David Montgomery. Like if you're a fantasy owner out there and you started that guy, like, holy cow, like literally like get your three yard pass for a touchdown or whatever it was right before the game's over and get, get out of there with your fantasy points. That was incredible. I mean, that's huge. I mean, we saw that in a couple different games. I know you don't want to talk about it, but I'm sure you will later. Um, You know, more garbage time with not, it wasn't even garbage time because uh Hopkins caught that crazy ball, but the end of the game scores can really uh, turn some fantasy games. Yes, absolutely. But speaking of DeAndre Hopkins over the Bills, tell me about your yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, those wagons. They won 27-17 over the Chargers. Um, Coming off the bye, I thought they were going to come out absolutely firing. I thought that they were going to get back to that, like, passing it all around the field, spreading it out. And they came out and they basically decided they were just going to run the ball nonstop. And I found myself looking at the screen saying, why are we running it so much? Even though for the last 10 weeks, I've said, can you, can you run the ball a little bit? They, they must've decided that their game plan was going to be because Al Ingram was out and they, and there was a couple other injuries on, on the, the chargers defense that they were just going to pound the ball. And for the most part, it worked. Um, Allen was all right. Again, I mean, the biggest play we had all, all game was was the pass interference on that first drive um, with Diggs yeah. right on like the four yard line. It was like a 50 yard bomb and, and we got the pass interference. It's a huge play. I mean, it's you want to talk about like kind of gifting the, the Bills a touchdown. That's exactly what just happened in that moment. Can I um, before you keep going? Can I can I just tell you about that play? Such a great play call. And the announcers were like. Oh, that was such an easy throw for Allen, and it looked like he almost overthrew him. And like, th- I was like, that 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 literally almost didn't happen. Like Knox made a ridiculous catch on an easy wide open. Throw. Yeah, <laughs> I, Allen doesn't know how to just 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 toss it in there. I, here's the thing: he wasn't great. There were times where this looked like an eight and three team versus a three and eight team in a time when it looked like two teams trying to figure out what they're going to do with themselves. The bills at times looked like they could do no wrong on offense. Their defense was much better. Tremaine Edwards getting healthy over the bye was huge. They, they seem to have figured something out on the defensive end. So I'm happy about that. Um, they had three turnovers in seven plays. Yep. They had, the Singletary fumble, which sucked because he had just run two back-to-back runs for like 15 yards. You had the Allen fumble on the snap, which instead of just falling on it, he tried to pick it up and keep running. And you had the Allen pick, which was just an awful throw. He is never going to stop playing hero ball, and it's going to always terrify the shit out of me. His biggest issue is that he needs to make a play when there is no play. And sometimes it works, but in games like this against the Chargers, where like if you just take what they give you, they could have scored 40 points. Right. But we didn't. We stumbled and we almost let them back into the game. And speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, the Bills let up on basically back-to-back Hail Marys. Yes. The first one was a was an offensive PI, which the, was the right call. The second play was where four Buffalo Bills tried to fight over the interception, bobbled it, and it landed in the the, the receiver's hand for the Chargers. And thank God. He caught it at the five and they tackled him at the two and Anthony Lynn's play calling is atrocious in which they tried to run the ball the next play. Yes. 
even though the clock was winding down. And then after calling a timeout, they did a play. I don't know if you saw this, where they started in the shotgun and then Hebert ran up real quick, tried to hike it and do a quick QB sneak from the two and lost yards. And that was the end of the game. That's insane. I, so you text me and you were like, I can't believe it happened again. They let up, just bat the ball down. And I'm like, yeah, but they called offensive PI. And you said, no, that was the play before. Didn't realize it was back to back. Ridiculous. That, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I, I read a tweet today that Brian Dabble, their offensive coordinator was asked kind of what their offensive identity is. And he said, basically it depends on what's working well. They want to be balanced, but if one of them isn't working, they're not going to do that. The run game was working. Um, and so I'm happy they were doing it, but Josh Allen, if, if we're going to run the ball that much, he needs to be better when it's his turn to, to show up again. One of the touchdown passes we threw was Cole Beasley. It wasn't him. And the one touchdown pass he did throw, he basically overthrew it. Knox had to make a ridiculous catch just to pull yep. that in. Um, he just needs to be better. It, it's almost like because he wasn't getting enough throws that he was trying to do something huge on every play instead of just taking what he, what was there. Um, but again, a win's a win. They're eight and three. The Dolphins are hot on their tail at seven and four. And the Patriots are five and six. So this work, I mean, the Bills got to keep winning. And they, and they go to San Fran next week, which we know now is not San Fran. It's Arizona. Um, that's a team they should be able to beat. But, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll so see. I, I got to get a shout out the Bills. You know, with all this COVID situation, I'm sure we're going we're gonna to get into the Broncos situation. Um, I read a tweet where – Jake Fromm practices by himself separately. He does his own separate um, thing. That's so that way, if anything were to happen to Allen and the Barkley. Yep. And, or Matt Barkley, he's healthy because he's nowhere near them and will never be close contact to either one of them. If they test positive. Kudos, kudos to the bills for that one play. I'm just, this is just a vent. And then we're going to get to the takeaways. Josh Allen gets hurt yesterday. Go has to go out for a play. They bring Barkley in. It's like a, I don't know. I want to say like a second and a whole bunch. No, I think it was a first because there was a penalty. So it's like first and 20, first and 15. Your backup quarterback's in. It's one play. Run the ball, right? You just yeah. run it. Just, no, no, no. They drop him back to pass and he gets absolutely hammered. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. At least Joey Bosa on. <clears throat> unblocked and unblocked Joey Bosa is Matt Barkley's first snap of the year. If I was him, I'd be like, fuck y'all. I'm out of here. I'm done. I mean, what are y'all trying to do? You know, some kind of draw play to make them think you're passing and, but a screen, a a wide receiver, like something that gets the ball out of his hands quick, something that hands it off to the running back, but do not let him drop back and pass. The guy hasn't been in the game all year. Foolish. All right, let's move to the NFL takeaways. There's a lot going on in the NFL right now. We're going to spend some time on it. D, what you got first? Well, let's just talk, talk about the week that was, I think, before we get into some crazy stuff. Um, I, what happened to Vegas? Like, I was sitting here last week. I'm like, hey, I can't wait to see Kansas City Vegas part three. And I'm like, why would I want to see that right. when we get destroyed by the Atlanta Falcons 43 to six? They lost, they lost four fumbles. Three of them were Carr. He also threw an interception. He had four turnovers. I mean, we were just talking last week about how good he is and how the future is bright for them and, and what a talented guy he's come to be. That was banana land. I figured that, again, I figured that game was going to be some 35-35 shootout yeah. and it was going to go down to the whoever had the last possession. And I'm watching all day on the ticker and it's Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. 
Atlanta's not very good this year. Julio Jones is out. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they're, they're turning a little bit of a corner. I mean, their defense is playing a lot better. I mean, probably not good enough to shut down a Vegas team, but something happened where they just – they weren't ready. But Josh Jacobs got hurt. Um, looks mm-hmm. like he might play against the Jets, but, you know, he, you know, he hurt his ankle. No, no need to play against the Jets. That's going to be a win anyway. Just take no that doubt. one off. Um, let's talk about the Jets. 0-11. And Adam Gase is the play caller. He isn't the play caller. He 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 gives suggestions or he takes suggestions. Now it's it's a it's a group effort. The hell is going on? What I mean, shout out to, to the New York Jets for keeping him as the coach because it makes my life better. But what are we talking about here? So, I mean, I don't know if you, you, you heard, you know, he wants to keep the, uh, the competitive advantage. And, uh, <clears throat> and someone tweeted, I, I, I got to start writing these names of these tweeters down because this is fantastic. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So imagine if the, the play caller, the people knew who was play calling all year and they could take away all the wins because of competitive disadvantage. And, <laughs> but they're 0 and 11. Um, yeah. And, the Jets, uh, for a while there, they, they looked decent. They, they, they were staying with them. And then, you know, Miami found a way to – Fitzpatrick didn't play his best game of the season, which, you know, I, you're not going to be surprised by because I know you're not a, a, a Fitzmagic, uh a fan. But, I mean, the Jets have a better chance of winning with Flacco, which I can't believe I'm saying. The, the crazy thing about – I mean, again – one, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. Two, that Jets defense is so bad. Three, the Dolphins are sticking with Tua as long as he's healthy. It's crazy to me. This is – I don't want to call this a, a quarterback controversy, but, like, it, if you're the Dolphins and you're seven and four, like, you – saying that he's your go-to guy, I mean, I don't know. It's just wild. It's wild. I can't believe they're seven and four. Flores seems to have figured something out there. Their defense is good. They've got some weapons on offense, even though they don't have, they keep, you know, losing running backs like, like they're the 49ers. Like, I don't know. Good, good on them for getting the win. What do you got for me next? So I have three teams that are outside looking in right now. That could be scary, Mm -hmm. but with news that came out, it's probably only two teams. So you have the New England Patriots are only two games back of the final wild card spot. The San Francisco 49ers are only one game back of the wild card spot. And I know we've talked about how they haven't been great, but they just activated six people off IR this week. Sherman came back, interception first game back. Mostert's back. If, if Mullins plays okay and Garoppolo can come back, this team is not an easy out if they get to the playoffs. The no. defense is pretty good. I mean, that's a, that's a scary team. I wouldn't want to see them again after the Packers did what they did to them. And then New England, I know it's Cam. It's not they're they're not the Packer, uh, the Patriots of old. But man, they're two back and just putting Belichick in the playoffs is scary. To, it's got to be scary to the team. Just the mystique of the Patriots. I mean, they yeah. they they played <clears throat> they played the Chiefs so good with not even cam in that game if i remember correctly like that was they, they had a shot yeah i i don't fear the 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 patriots i yeah. don't i like i don't i get that they're a couple games back you need you need a quarterback in the playoffs i i know i know you were cam newton is not good were, if he didn't fumble that ball you lost to the patriots last 
or at least went into overtime. The Bills would have lost. Or also the Bills had a chance to blow that team out. So if we're playing what ifs, right? right, right? Like they, the Bills could have blown them out. I just, I'm not feeling really good about Cam Newton having to throw the ball in some cold weather. Again, they're going to run the ball a lot. Their defense is going to be solid. I'm just not that. And on the same, that's the same with the Niners. Like if it's Garoppolo, maybe I feel a little bit better, but like if it's Mullins, like, I'm sorry. I watched that green Bay game. You put pressure on Mullins. He's not making plays. And I know that like Mossert's back, but like, I'm just going to pack eight in the box and make you throw the ball. They didn't have Ayuk. They didn't have Samuel. I, 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 I get it. I get it. But even if you have those guys, Mullins has got to make plays. Cam Newton's got to make plays in the playoffs. You've got to make plays. And, and so I, was I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Before the news. Well, so let's talk about Will Fuller. Yeah, and, let's do that. And the reason I'm saying that is because I originally had Houston on this, this list because Watson is playing out of his mind right now. Cause Watson always plays out like this is banana land. This guy is so ridiculously good. Give me, give me a sec. To, I mean, Crazy. Bill O'Brien was just let's run the ball. He was such a, uh, he, he wanted to just run it all the time, and he never gave Watson the freedom that he has now. Not until they were down by like twenty points, and then he'd be like, right. "Okay, I guess you got to throw the ball." And ever since he's been gone, it's just, you know, he's he's there. So I, I just so let's talk about Wolf Fuller. What happened? Six games suspended. I didn't – let me see here. He, he said he thought he was prescribed a medication that was okay, but then it wasn't. Let's see. Let me let me just see it right here. Because when I saw that, I was like, come on. So it's it's PEDs. Yep. I, I sought treatment from a medical professional who prescribed medication that he believed to be permitted under the NFL's drug policy. It turns out his you, – you screwed up, Will. That's dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So the best part of this news is the Packers didn't trade for him and waste that. Well, well, right, right. But like, also Will Fuller. I mean, he's got to be coming up on a contract soon. Like, no, this is this is it. This is it. That's why the Packers didn't want to do a second round pick. Right. So like, unrestricted free agent. So like, he's now going to lose five games if they don't make the playoffs. He's got to serve a one game suspension next year. On his or whoever team. he signs with, whoever right? Or can stay. And, you know, PEDs, maybe you're not getting as much money as you were going to before. And, and bro, he just went off. Yep. He just went off. Yep. And that hurts my fantasy football teams, if I'm being honest. Um, speaking of going off, let's just have a moment for Tyreek Hill. In that first quarter, Woo. 203 yards, two touchdowns. I, I mean – Sometimes you watch Kansas City and you're like, are they playing like just like flag football? <laughs> but then, but then they, then like, I feel like they didn't score, they barely scored in the second half. Yeah. It's, it's, that was, it's, that was a little... it's almost like Andy Reid's like, all right, we got the lead. Let's not give it away. Like, let's not, let's not give away the plays that we got in our back pocket. Let's just, let's just see if we can hold on to it. And I don't know if that, if that's true, but it's crazy. Like if you just put up all those yards and all those points in the first half, and I know that, that Tampa Bay made some adjustments, but like still they should have, they, they could have scored a, a hundred points. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. Insane. And then. All right. 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, I, I was just going to say I was surprised how bad Tampa played. And I don't even mean on defense. Just to start the game on offense, it was, you know, we always talk about Kansas City's defense being good when they're up. But, you know, the first couple of drives, you know, if you're still in the first quarter of the game, but they, Tampa was really terrible. I mean, you tweeted me with how bad Brady has been with the long ball, and he's got Evans, he's got Godwin, he's now got Antonio Brown. But this team has struggled. Gronk was their leading guy yesterday too, right? He had he had over 100 yards receiving. Yep, and, you know, this team is – offense has struggled since Antonio Brown has showed up. Um, too many cooks in the kitchen, man. I, I think so, and, you know, I, I don't think anyone's dogging it. But, like, I could see getting frustrated if – no, but it's true. I mean, you just listed four guys plus you're going to throw the ball to the back out of the back. You got four or five, six guys that can catch the ball. I know there's this idea of spreading it around and, and finding guys that are open. And, and we talk a lot about how Aaron Rodgers is so good at that. But like these aren't guys that are expecting to get six, seven receptions on the Packers. Everybody on that that Bucks team is looking to get theirs, right? God, Godwin's good enough to get eight receptions a game. Evans is good enough. Brown's good enough. Gronk is good enough. And yep. then you've got you're going to end up throwing it to the back a few times. Yeah, like and then you got and, Scottie, and the back Miller. Right, and so at, at some point, you, you, and again, Brady's already probably figured out who's going to throw to it before he even he even gets the ball in his hands because he's reading the defense. So like I don't know. There's something going on there. The Bucs are going to be that team that gets into the playoffs and they're probably going to be like the four seed and, and, and the number one team is going to be like, shit, now we got to play these guys because they're probably going to put up about 60 on us. Yeah. Well, that's when you, you know, to, that's when you hope it's at Lambeau in the snow and Brady just is cold, even though he's used to it, but now he's down. In right. 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 I want to say something. I want to, first of all, I want to shout out Alex Smith because the Washington football team had an awesome win on Thursday. Oh, absolutely dominated. Um, and, and his comeback story is incredible. I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but this, is this guy the future of, of, of the Washington football team? Does, I know he said he wants to be there. I mean, or does he want to be there and be part of a rebuilding project or does he want to go somewhere else? I mean, he's showing that he can play the quarterback position again. Um, there's probably some teams out there that wouldn't mind to have him under center. But so think of this division, how much of a rebuild, rebuilding process is it? They got their running back. They got their receiver. Their line's getting better as the season goes. They're deep. They got Chase Young. There's some other key players. Like they're not that far from being a contender in the, in a legit East. I don't mean this year, but I, I like, I was just like, so I, I don't know if you saw me pick up my phone. I'm like, let me look to see what their schedule is because I I'm pretty much going to now guarantee they're winning the division. And then I see, <laughs> then they go Steelers, Niners, Seahawks, the next three games. I mean, there's a good chance they go zero and three and they're, yeah. and they're sitting at four, four and 10 instead of. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I don't know where he goes, but like, I mean, I mean, if he looks pretty good in a, in a Patriots uniform, no, but I mean, like, I feel he, like Josh McDaniels would love to have that guy in the center. Now, are you saying he's a free agent? Is that why you're? Yeah, I think this is the last year of his deal. So, I mean, I, I, I it's not that I don't think he's great for that team. And, and I'm sure Ron Rivera is going to do everything to bring him back. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, off the top of my head, I don't know how many places are available, but like, if the Bears are looking for somebody, they're not a bad team. No. Nope. Right? Right. Um, 
Patriots, I already mentioned. Eagles. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that's not a good – I mean, again, this guy is going to probably get a nice fat contract even though he only played half a season because he's good enough to play the position and – I don't I mean, know. He, 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 can, get, he can sling it. You could probably get three more good years out of him and then worry about bringing in another quarterback, or you can still then yeah. bring along Dwayne Haskins. So it, it, there's opportunity. I think Dwayne is done. I think he's done. I, I want him to be there, but I think he's done. No doubt. All right. Let's, let, let's, I want, let's turn to the COVID situation in the NFL. I, I want to have a, just a moment, if I may, to just talk about the NFL and the double standard that is happening this season. They boned the Denver Broncos. And I know the Broncos screwed up. Yep. They broke protocol. They, I don't, you know, they, for lack of a better term, they lied, right? Yep. But to make them play without a quarterback and to see what's happening now with the Ravens, and how they, they've now pushed a game that was supposed to be last Thursday to Wednesday, yeah. where it just so happens that their two their number one and number two running backs will be available. Dobbins and Ingram will be available because they'll clear Tuesday. Is just bananas. Did they because so, so did did Dobbins and Ingram have no symptoms? As long as they have a as long as they have okay. like the test. So basically they're probably gonna be available. Yeah. And so what you're basically saying, I mean, we talked about this with the Niners game a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. The 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 Broncos game, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just the NFL has no specific strategy for when this happens. If you're going to make the teams play the game, make them play the game. Make the Ravens play. Move it to Sunday, and they got to play with RG3 and Gus Edwards and and all their all their practice guys on defense because because they got everybody got tested positive they screwed up they, yeah, it's I, almost it it's like to what is blowing my mind is that you you force these teams to play the Niners and the Broncos yep at half at half staff but then you say to to, to the Ravens we're going to give you a whole a whole fucking week a whole week to figure it out Get get all your te- and by the way, people were still testing positive yesterday. Yes, Mark Andrews still tested positive, and and they're going to still be without guys on Wednesday. But this is this is crazy. No, I, I I'm with you here. I mean, we talked about it. It was a disservice to the 49ers and fans. It was a disservice to Broncos and football fans. I mean, I get it. You, you want to punish them for breaking protocol, but absolutely huh? P- punish the Ravens. They were they were they went back to the practice facility, even though they weren't supposed to be there, but they were outside the facility. Like this is this is crazy to me. They, like you're you're basically saying to to everybody who's looking at the outside, we don't really have a plan, but when we feel a certain way about something, we're gonna just push the game off a little bit. But when it comes to the Broncos and the Niners, oh y'all just gonna have to play. Y'all just gonna have to figure it out. And what's crazy is the Steelers have been getting the shit end of the stick on a couple because they had it with the Titans. Yeah. Now they're getting it with the Ravens, like where the Titans are getting healthy. And then the Ravens now, I mean, again, Lamar Jackson is not playing. Uh, and that's almost certain that he's not available. He's going to be available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is going to be available. And I think like a bunch of their defensive players won't be available. With that being said, they still like 
they're going to get some, they might get some running backs back. It's, it, it's absolutely insane that the Steelers, you know, the, you know, the Titans, it, they beat the bills and they had a chance because they had the chance to get healthy. So I guess you pick and choose who you want going and that's what the NFL is doing. And, 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 and it's, and we're, we're seeing positive tests everywhere. It's not getting better. It's clear that, that, there's an issue. I mean, Saints just just got fined more. They just lost draft picks. Yep. Like the NFL's plan for this was to hope that teams would abide by the rules. What we know is that NFL teams push the limits of rules year in and year out across the board because they're trying to find an edge. Yep. And because of that, now we're dealing with people's health. And again, I don't want any of these people to get sick. I don't want any people to get really sick. God forbid they die. I, I obviously, like, I want them all to get healthy, and hopefully they will. But clearly what's happening in Baltimore, like, everybody got sick. Everybody got sick. They couldn't even play a game. And you know what they should have said? Sorry, guys. Figure it out. Figure Sunday it out. we're playing. Cool. Sunday at 1 o'clock we're playing. And if I'm the Steelers, I'm pissed because I'm like, listen, we're, we're following the rules, and you just keep pushing us along. Yep. Dragging us through this. Now, Sunday, you play Wednesday and you got to play Sunday. No, they got moved. They got moved. Even, but even still, like you're, you're basically telling one, one side of this, the Steelers, we're going to, we're going to screw with your entire plan, your entire structure, your entire schedule, because the, because we want to give the Ravens a chance to get their running backs healthy. Yeah. So the, the, the Steelers moved to Monday and the Ravens get to play Tuesday. My favorite part is that Raven the Steelers will be at 3:45. I do love that. I was already saying like, ah, I'm done working at 3:45. Well, because they because because NBC won't let them play over the the tree lighting ceremony in New York City. Not nice. They basically said, sorry, y'all. At this point, it is. They should black out that game. Nobody should. Nobody should. Nobody should win in that game. This they should give the Steelers a win Steelers and make and make the. It's just crazy. Banana Land. And here's the deal, like, <laughs> it, it, as we were talking before we got on, like, COVID cases are growing, hospitalizations are growing, deaths are growing. These folks have access to all of the stuff. They have access to daily testing. They have access to the best medicine. When they get sick, they're going to be treated right away, right? Yep. There's folks that don't get that, but because they're NFL players, because they're providing this entertainment, because they get paid a lot of money, they get to basically do what they want. The Ravens basically just a big F you to, to the city of Baltimore, to the, to the, to the NFL, to everybody. We're just going to do what we want. Like, and again, the Broncos screwed up. They screwed up. I mean, Drew Locke had to come out and make a statement. I haven't seen any Ravens make a statement. Nobody's saying my bad. I went out to the club Saturday night. But Drew Locke had to make a statement because because he didn't wear a mask. Freaking banana land. All right, let's move. Let's move to the last call. What do you got for me, D? Give me something. I got something fun. All right, because I don't. I don't have something fun. But you go. All right. I mean, it's not really overly fun, but I got my Atlanta Braves out here making some offseason moves early in the offseason. We should, we, I don't want to say shored up, but we have strengthened our starting rotation with 
Yes, sir. Uh, left-handed pitcher Drew Smiley to a one-year $11 million contract. And game seven of the uh, ALCS winner, Charlie Morton, to a one-year $15 million that's big time right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. You add them to Max Freed and Ian Anderson and hopefully a healthy Matt Sroka. And they got a pretty formidable rotation. You know, the, the one spot I was like, they're not really that great at. But, you know, it's kind of getting me excited for baseball. Let's get spring training here. But before we do that, let's get Marcel Ozuna signed, re-signed. He ain't, he ain't getting re-signed, Doc. He's I know he's else. not, but they need <laughs> So they had Donaldson blow up for him. They had Ozuna. Who's going to be yeah, yeah. filling? But yeah, I'm looking for it. I'm I'm ready for spring training. I haven't said that in a while. That was going to be that was one of the things I was going to talk about today. If we got to baseball, was the idea that the off season has moved really, really slowly. There, there's this. The, I mean, I didn't even realize that George Springer was a free agent. I was like, oh my goodness. And the reality is, it just it just sounds like the the teams are slow playing it. They've got three or four months until spring training. But, like, this is usually the time where I'm, like, staring at my phone day in and day out waiting for these these trades yeah, to happen. But Winter meetings are coming up, so might see some trade. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, if they can't re-sign Ozuna, they're going to have – the Braves are going to have to get another belt, uh, bat to replace that because he was he was awesome last year. So. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> I I – I got to talk a little bit about what's happening in college sports and this, this, how COVID has changed the landscape of scheduling games where you've got coaches tweeting out to other coaches yes. and saying, I got a game. I got a date. Anybody want to play? I thought we were doing bubbles, but apparently Rick Patino over the weekend text his buddy and said, don't go to that bubble. Come play me. It, why is it that college sports has turned into like coaches and, and athletic directors, like texting and tweeting their friends and saying, Hey, does anybody want to play? We couldn't have figured this out. We couldn't have said like, Hey, keep our players in a bubble. Let's not let them go out anywhere. I mean, I just read that was it like UTEP or Texas. Oh, that's UTEP. Like some of the guys took a bus home and got COVID instead of flying home with their team. What, what is happening? Like what, what is really happening in college sports right now? Like just I mean, stick so, these guys so. in a hotel room. Don't let them leave. Put them in suits bring them to the court or to the football stadium and let them play the game. This is, I can't eat. Like I can't wrap my head around. This is crazy. So like the, the Mohegan, bubble was very lackluster the they're all lackluster none of it makes sense the, the, the four teams in umass's bracket all didn't play because they all had like umass has been shut down they're going to be able i think they have like five days left until their quarantine's over and they just announced that they're hosting someone but i, I saw that uh the, the women's umass basketball coach tweeted out like hey i don't want to play us on this date because we have an opening um, so it, so that that's the yes, like the did you did you hear about this whole Rick Patino thing over the weekend? No, I didn't. Basically, there was a and um, it's like St. Joe's and somebody else, and one of them was supposed to go to the Mohegan Bubble, and Rick Patino was like, "Don't go to the Mohegan Bubble, play Iona," and of course they're going to go play Iona because it's Rick Patino and it's it's worth your time, and so they they were like, "We're not going to the bubble, we're going to go play Rick Patino," like. <laughs> 
can we just, I, <laughs> I made a note here before, before this podcast, where are the bubbles? Clearly the NBA worked. The, the MLS worked. The bubbles work. Stick these kids, stick these kids, like take shit, take 32 teams down to Orlando right now, bubble them up and let's play some college basketball. Yeah. Especially now that they're out of school, right? Bring the tutors and let's go. Get All the work's going to be done online anyway. What are we like? What are we talking about? This is bonkers. So, and here's the thing. Like I'm saying this from a sports fan where I just want to watch sports. And the, the problem is folks are going to keep getting sick. And I hate to say this, but like somebody's going to die and then they're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. We've been lucky so far. Listen, this, this is nothing. Well, I mean, has a little to do with COVID. But I mean, we were talking about college sports, UMass football. Oh, and four. It's not tough. No, come on, real quick. 41 to nothing, not a win. 51 to 10, 24 to two. And they lost to Liberty, 45 nothing. Well, don't get me started on Liberty. That's neither here nor there. UMass football. Like, so do you, do you think they made enough money to a put these players at risk b embarrass themselves that much like the answer is probably the answer is probably but the bigger issue is that they shouldn't be division one football team they yeah they should be double one a or whatever it's called tell tell me tell me in new england what teams have succeeded at the division one football level you always for a year BC up and down here and there. Yeah. Matt Ryan, Doug Flutie for BC. That's it. Pretty much. New England can't survive college football division one sports because no, there aren't good athletes, good football athletes here, and you can't recruit people to come here. Right. It's just Everyone it's it's impossible. Yep. It's impossible. And yeah. and any good athlete in this area. Is is gonna if they're good enough is gonna go to an Ivy League school because I'd much rather go to an Ivy League school than go to UMass. No doubt, because football is gonna stink anyway. So I might as well get an education. Word up! All right, y'all. That's it for this one. This is like the, the NFL COVID edition. God damn it! We'll see y'all next time. We're gonna be back and better than ever soon. More than once a week, we got y'all. But until then, y'all be good. Peace.